my God, it's episode 54? Four. Yeah, 54, man. This is Brett, the Brettster, coming to you from <laughs> Come Up in Reviews headquarters yep. in hey, uh, the lovely state guy. of Connecticut. <laughs> Gotta love Connecticut. <laughs> I like this new opening. It's fun. I, you know, we can't just do the same old stale thing. We got to do something yeah. different, you know, keep people hooked. Yeah, that, that did hook me. I was like, hey, <laughs> just jump right into it. Like, what are we doing this time? Well, we'll oh, explain shortly. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do no, have a new yeah. segment. And we're going to yes, be unrolling we're... the new segment. Absolutely. And before we do that, we have a, you know, we watched the movie uh, the other day. <laughs> yeah, we did. And um, yep. it, it's a newer, new-ish. What year is yeah. it from? 2015. I guess yeah, that's it's new-ish. 2015. Well, for us, that's new. We always yeah. talk about the 80s and 90s. Um but we're going to kind of dovetail back into that because the movie's called Extraction. Now, yeah. that's not to be confused with the Crackle, director Crackle, Crackle movie, uh, yeah. Extraction with uh, the Mercy Callow, John Foo. John Foo and I think uh, was it Vinnie Jones and Danny Glover. Yeah, it's not that. And it's not some other movie you were telling me about called Extraction. Yeah, it was a movie called Extraction that came out last year. Chris Hemsworth, which wasn't, wasn't a bad movie, just goes on too long. Perfect for Netflix, you know. But this is yet another movie called Extraction. Yep. Uh, it has uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> yes, Bruce Willis. <laughs> we say Kellen that guardedly Lutz. because there might be some fake shems floating around. It's kind of yeah. hard to tell. Um, <laughs> and Kellen Lutz and a personal fan favorite of Gina Carano. Yep. So I guess to, to us it was kind of a movie on a screen, kind of made out of the cliche factory. You know. Well, yes, yes. There, it it delivers a lot of stuff we've seen before. But it kind of sets you up in a good way because it has this really cool opening credit sequence that's almost yeah. like a James Bond style sequence with cool graphics and really cool music. And you think, oh, OK. And then, you know, the, the movie starts to unfold and you think, OK, if this came out 15 years ago or so, yeah. yep. it might have gone to the theater. That's you think for like the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like, wait, this could be theater already. It's like, however. <laughs> the rot kind of sets in because there is some horribly juvenile, childish dialogue. Yeah, by that stupid FBI director, CIA director, Citizen, or whatever. It's like a yeah. citizen. So but it sounds like he's saying citizen, but his name is Citizen. So he's given some pseudo quote unquote cool, like edgy dialogue to say, but it's actually just really annoying to listen to. Yeah, it's like, it, shut up, Citizen. <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> You know, it's one of these grindstone entertainment movies that kind of churns out these modern day DTVs. Yeah, talking about churning out the grindstone. That's yeah. what it's called that. Someone's nose was not at the grindstone for this one. Slave <laughs> um, to the Bruce grindstone. Bruce Willis was not giving his all, let's put it that way. No. <laughs> and, it, and it has a bunch of scenes that you've seen in countless other movies. Oh, it's like, like taking off the boxes of these cliches. Which, you know, I we always say we like certain cliches, yeah. but this one, it's... I don't know. It just didn't work because the it dialogue is bad. The, the, you know, the plot is something we've seen before. All the action scenes, we've basically seen those before. Yeah. It's all just so, a rehash and a mishmash, you know? Right. And so the good news is it's only 79 minutes. So if yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's, if you're willing to go for it, it won't right. take up much of your time. It's a quick watch. And, you know, you, you watch Willis act this one's like, wow, you just don't care. Do you buddy? It's, <laughs> Right, so he it, he didn't. You could tell his heart wasn't really in it. No, it's like uh, uh go over there. Because he doesn't have much dialogue. It's all of it's very monosyllabic. It's like yep. <laughs> and then Kellen Lutz uh, is Kellen Lutz. Somewhat yeah. carries the movie, I suppose. Yeah. Well, Gina Carano's uh, voice very very helpful. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing is, the fight scenes with her should have been more more extended and with less quick cuts. Yeah, and then you might have had something. But what you have now is just kind of a meh kind of a movie. And if, you, if you're bored, it's fine, but that's it. Right, so... Yeah, so we wouldn't really recommend it necessarily. No. It's not without some merits because it's kind yeah. of stupid and silly and it's short. It's stupid and silly and short. So, <laughs> stupid, silly, and short. Right. <laughs> And life is brutish and short or whatever that quote is. So it's kind of like that. You know, we've seen worse. It's not great. It's just, it's okay. I mean, it's somewhat good they're making movies like this still, but, you know. Mm, you could have tried just a little bit harder. But I guess we yes. can jump out of extraction. Oh, we have a new segment. Yeah, we are extracting that. Now we're going to... Uh, 
<laughs> extracting that from all of our lives. Yes. And hit us with a new segment, Brett. Okay. So we have other segments that we've done in the past, but we're kind of running out. Like we used to do cliche of the day, but we ran out oh, of yeah. cliche. <laughs> For now. So we had to come up with a new segment. And then it kind of occurred to us, you know, we're always talking about TOGs, as we call them, tape-only yeah. gems. Yeah, we so premiered movies. that last, right. so, last podcast. Yeah. Like, what's a TOG? Tape-only gem, you know, like uh, uh, Shoe so Fighter thought, or something like that. Well, right. So, so just to completely set the table on this, <laughs> it's a movie that is only on VHS, has not received a DVD, Blu-ray, or any other kind of release. And it's a gem of a movie, and it's kind of just like a diamond in the rough. So we're calling it. So we're calling this segment "Tog Spotlight." So this is where we shine a light on a tog, a, a tog yes. only gem, and then we talk about it for a bit, so we get okay. to know about it. So the first tog that I have is Power '98. Ah, yes, Eric Roberts. Right. So this is a movie called Power '98, which is a reference to a radio station, but also who really has the power. <laughs> Because Jason Gedrick is sort of this young, up-and-coming, he wants to be a talk radio man in L.A., and he kind of falls under the sway of this very charismatic but shady Howard Stern knockoff guy played by Eric Roberts. So in the 90s, this was hot. This was red yeah. hot because yeah. you know everyone was talking about Howard Stern, Imus, um, other people on the talk radio. Yeah. Well, talk, talk radio was hot. Yeah, so you know. Yeah, it's what we had, you know, I miss, yes, quack, quack, you know. Yeah. <laughs> See, now look what talk radio has brought. We're doing a podcast, which is basically like talk radio. Yeah, but um, it's more fun. Yeah. No, it's more than fun. I miss. <laughs> well, like, I miss great, but, you know, quack, quack, that's all you got, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, every hour on the hour, we have to hear quack, quack. I just, I mean, like, I when I heard that as a kid, like, what, why are you, what is going on? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so ahead, someone thought, okay, let's make a movie with like a murder plot kind of surrounding the talk radio world. Good idea, you know, and uh, Eric Roberts is really good in it. Jason Kedrick is is good. He's a little bland, but he's good. Mm. And his girlfriend or fiance is played by Jenny Garth of 90210 fame, and she is dull. I mean, as you know, <laughs> I like bad acting. I like flat, yeah. bad acting, and flat Jenny acting. Garth certainly delivers that. <laughs> you gotta love it. I've seen the movie a long time ago, so so I'm happy shining a light on it now. Yeah, so it's a tape only gem. Only came out on VHS. It, who knows if it'll, it'll ever see any kind of release? But Power ninety eight is our first yep. tape only gem in this inaugural segment. Yeah. And if anyone out there has any ideas for tape only gems, and we've seen them, we'll talk about them. Yeah, you message us, and we'll mention well, we'll mention all the classic plugs at the end of the show. So, so we thought, okay, Ty has all these movies on VHS. Yeah, I do. You know, and that's, that's you know, as far as they've gotten thus far as of this recording. So let's talk about them. And so we thought, well, a perfectly good one to talk about that I just watched was Power 98. So there it well, is. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that uh, on the tape for Naked Souls. Uh, right, Naked Souls. So, so that might be a tug in its own Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, maybe it's not a gem. Yeah, it's maybe a, it's gotten a it's release. A, I don't know. It's a tape only. It's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, maybe it should stay there. I don't yeah, know. I mean, not that it's bad, but it's just kind of a movie on a screen. You know, well, Pam Anderson's acting's really hilariously wooden. <laughs> oh, that's always good. Yeah, it's like, when are you doing this to me? It's like, <laughs> great. Well, she was in that David Pryor. Oh, uh, Raw Justice. Yes, Raw Justice. That's more of a yeah. comeuppance type movie. Yeah, that was a fun one with that David Keith and um, Robert my, Hayes. Thank you, Robert Hayes. Yeah, and Charles Napier. I think they say the classic cliche: "It's an election year." Oh well, <laughs> of course they do. There was an election year. Well, that's kind of going along with the cliche of the day, which we oh yeah, do. we haven't done that lately. <laughs> but we said that one before in the cliche of the day segment. So yeah, so that's a good one. Power ninety eight. I mean, I can jump to the next segment which is should have been an action star uh oh i guess in the song should have been an action star (laughs) technically i have two of them but i'm gonna start with this one which is sonny bono wait you have two of them well i'll explain why okay well yeah sonny bono okay so you know he's holding a gun on the poster in the vhs box art he's looking serious even better, he's not Bono, but see, that's the thing. It goes right to Bono, the singer. That's what I was thinking of. Sonny Bono and Bono. 
or Bono. <laughs> Bono, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. But part- I feel like we should concentrate on Sonny. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's two of them. Yeah, but Sonny Bono, yeah, he has the cool mustache, but maybe he grows a beard this time. And then maybe Cher gets murdered by gangs, and then Sonny is out for revenge. Well, like a, like a biker gang, maybe. Oh, yes, perfect. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just going to all their songs. I, I just heard one of their songs, but now I don't remember the title. You know, Well, the beat goes on. Yeah, he's exactly. People up. Oh, he's beating people That's perfect. And then, you know, Cher is killed by half-breeds. And yeah. then... <laughs> you can say that because that's a song. So... Right. Uh, and then Sonny Bono's out for revenge. Yeah, the beat goes on. He just starts beating some guy up. <laughs> and he goes on and on. It goes on and on. It's like that beating in the Equalizer movie. Uh, who does that? Um, remember, it was like the bad guy in the movie just keeps beating that guy up in that guy's office. Do you, do you remember oh, this? Yes, yes. Yes. Like that was a long beating. <laughs> and uh, you know, I got you, babe. Maybe it could be like after he captures the bad guy, and he can say, yeah, like, yeah, I got you, babe. babe. I don't know. <laughs> it could be winks because it's gonna be a dark movie, but also has some, you know, some comedy. You know, because you know, he'll smile once in a while. You know, he's got that '70s mustache smile, and it's just like it's perfect. I think sure. That makes sense. You uh, get it if you see Sonny Bono's smile. Was and he was a congressman, right? Before he passed uh, away. Yes, I did. I do think he had a political career. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really look up what he really did, but I remember he was in the movie First Kid, if I'm not mistaken, with oh. uh, Sinbad. Because Sinbad's really excited to see him. Look at Sonny Bono. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So he has film experience. He does. First Kid is a very hard PG. If people haven't seen it recently, there's people. There's I shootings have- and. You know, kids in danger and like Sinbad shooting people. It's like this is a really should be a PG thirteen, maybe even R. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it started off as an R, and then Disney yeah. said you got to cut this down. It's not a bad movie, actually. It's not really that stupid. So, because you kind of care about the first kid and Sinbad and Robert Gilliam also. Oh, Benson himself. Yeah, do you ever watch Benson or just kind of flip the channels? Not consistently. I remember it being on, kind of on TV. Yeah, it's I, kind of like Amen, you know. Yeah, that you came know? a bit later, but yeah. Yeah, because I didn't really I watched Amen. It was after Saved by the Bell, and I had to go to school. So like, right. So when you see the opening credits to Amen, you think, oh, great, time to go to school. Exactly. Like, okay, he's walking to the parking lot because I remember that opening, and then like, oh, oh, I gotta go because you know TBS was seven oh five. Right, yeah. that's right. TBS yeah. started shows it on the fives. Yeah, that's interesting. They don't do that anymore, unless it's a longer episode or something. But TBS doesn't do that anymore. You know, it's the Superstation. <laughs> it was. It sure was. So, so right, yeah, Sunny Bono. Yeah. yeah, I think Bono. I, I can never think of the title, but maybe you know, or maybe the beat goes on. So it's, yeah, yeah, I feel like that would be good. Or just yeah, the, maybe. the beat. Oh yeah, working. You could be a cop on the beat. Yeah, yeah, it's the beat, and he's walking, and he has like a. He has a gun, and he has, like, a baton or whatever. And he's he like walks the streets. The baton. I'm sorry, go ahead. He's, like, swinging his baton, you know, as yeah, he walks. And, yeah, because he's, like, they show him, like, training in, like, cop school. And then, then they cut to him swinging his baton, and then, you know, he's married to Cher. And then Cher gets murdered by people. And yeah, it's like we said before. So I think this could be a good revenge movie. Yes, I agree. All of our should have been an action star movies are revenge movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know when he did the No Subject, I think it was part two, we had the Defunding Justice. That was a comedy, right? George Went. So. <laughs> I'm remember. glad you remember that because. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> my memory of that is fuzzy, let's say. I know when we talk to Connoisseur, I know we usually just talk about cheaters and uh, Joey Greco. <laughs> but just, uh, yeah. But I feel like we've done that enough. I mean, you know, okay, I don't have you... this. Isn't the cheaters cast? Okay, yeah, yeah, cheaters just... cast. <laughs> Actually, that could be a good podcast. Like people talk about one episode of cheaters per episode. Yeah, that. that'd be kind of funny, and you like kind of critique it, and then you know maybe you can get Joey Greco on. You know, yeah, or I guess you can't get Clark Gable. No, he passed away. But but uh, you could, I'm sure you could get Gomez. Oh my goodness! I'd love to see a you know podcast of Gomez. Maybe there is one. I never literally looked up Joey Greco on the podcast apps. So That's true. He could have hit, and or Gomez could both have podcasts. For all we know, I haven't looked. I have no idea. I will look that up. And I won't forget. 
Okay. And I'll, I'll double check. If Joey Greco has like the cheat cast where he like kind of tells behind the scenes stories of cheaters, that could that's be a moneymaker. That's a moneymaker. Yeah. Like, I would pay no for the- We have no ads. Yeah, we have no ads. So we'll be right back with no ads. <laughs> <laughs> so <it's> like- <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll go to our uh, segment or not segment, the uh, topic of the day. Now, this is seeing double part three, the final double. Okay. So maybe explain what? this a bit yes. for, for the listeners. So, if you if your listeners have listened to seeing double parts one and two, it was just the same movie title, you know, like uh, uh, Red Line, Heist and Heist, Red Line, Red Line, all that stuff. Uh, but this is the seeing double part three, the final double, which is all the movies that start with double. <laughs> so we have nine movies to talk about. And now the original thought was called this Double Dragon, but Double then, Dragon, but mm, it, it's like twenty, it's like twenty movies to talk about. So we'll just do a dragon titled uh, episode soon. So we call it like Dragon nice. Fire, something like that. Right, so. perfect. So I assume you wrote that down about the dragon. Yes, I did. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so what is the first double movie? You okay, have? we're gonna jump right into Double Deception from two thousand and one. I think we did not like this. No, this is a one-star movie, but I'll explain the plot because I have <laughs> – well, here's here's the cast. It's Louis Mandalore, James Russo, Udo Kier, and Joe Estevez. Sounds okay, good. Okay, so right, right off the bat, we think we're going to like this. We're going to watch yeah. this. We have no reason not to think this is going to be a perfectly entertaining, above-average movie, I, I, you know, just from that cast alone. Yeah. It's like Japanese kind of, and it's like okay, this could be a step above, a cut above. No, it's not. Um, it's junky and low budget, and you just don't care. And it's just, it's just kind of hard to look at sometimes too. <laughs> it's like it's, it's so fuzzy looking if you if you remember this. I was trying to. I do, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, as I mentioned the plot, because I'll try. I mean, Louis Mandalore plays Luke Campbell. <laughs> Not the guy not, from Two Life Crew. I assume no, I made no. that review. Yeah, you have. And he's too legit to quit anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's a fancy th- Hammer, but still, it works. Two Life Crew is not too legit to quit. No, that's Hammer. Wait, who am I, what am I thinking of? Oh, oh, Band in the USA. Yes, that's Two Life Crew and a bunch of other yeah. very naughty, rude uh, songs that yeah, we, can't we can't even say, say on this podcast. No, we got you know, get so many E's on it. So it's like, <laughs> we got three E's. Yeah, so it made me think that Lewis Mandalore and Costas Mandalore were they? Were, I don't think there were any movies together. So, um, how about a buddy cop movie yeah. starring the Mandalores? Yeah, and they're brothers, and it would be great. They'd be cracking skulls. Should have happened. It's another one of these missed opportunity things, you know. We'll see. Cause I think it's either, I think it's Costas or is it uh, Lewis? But he's in that movie called Crosscut, and you've seen the cover for this, right, Brett? Where Lewis has a gun that's pointed sideways, it's like on the cover. <laughs> I, and says, I, I do love that. Yes. Yeah, and he says nobody crosses the mob ever. <laughs> What's well, kind of like don't cross Alex Cross. Yeah, <laughs> MySpace loved Alex Cross. <laughs> and the tagline for that movie is "Don't cross Alex Cross." Yeah, that's the I real think tag. we've made fun of this before, but yes. I can imagine like a meeting and then a bunch of people say yeah. hey we need the tagline for alex cross and then one guy immediately says how about don't cross alex cross okay bye and then he's like Why okay bye and it's like the thing about poochie he's like poochie good yeah poochie's good it's like <laughs> it's like i took them probably all of 10 to maybe i'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say 15 seconds to come up yeah. with and then they left it at that yeah and don't cross alex cross that is just lazy and it's like if tyler perry i know i hear the movie's not very good because you know tyler perry's like overweight he's like jumping from an explosion Maybe I should just watch this for like five and then report back. Watch, you're gonna well, actually, as some sort of like you know report, like behind the lines report, like you know how like yeah. reporters will go to like Syria and yeah, like this is I'm watching it like cross. Like, actually, it's more dangerous. Yeah, I think it might be more dangerous to your mental health. But if you're willing to do that, we could you know we could start the show with that. Yeah, sometime. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down and I'll watch it very okay. soon. I think it's on the um. It's on my TV guide somewhere. I saw it some hanging around. So I'll take a look. And, uh, if you're willing to do this, I mean, talk about taking one for the team. Wow. No, I will. I'm going to go for it. Wow. You know I mean? I, I'm, in, I'm impressed with your, yeah. um, what's the word? Uh, fortitude, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for it. Why not? Wow. But, I'm impressed. Okay. So wait, we're going to still talk about Double Deception. So Luke Campbell, not Two Live Crew. 
mm-hmm. is a bodyguard hired to protect uh, Lisa Ozaki, the daughter of a wealthy Japanese businessman. But she always, gets kid- these Japanese businessmen are always wealthy. They are. And it was like, she's kidnapped by a poor Japanese businessman. Yeah, a struggling Japanese businessman. You never hear that. It's always, always. Oh, it's a wealthy Japanese businessman. Oh, oh wealthy. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, okay. All right. So he's wealthy. Okay. Next. So due to a recent spat of kidnappings perpetrated by the evil snake, played by James Sorry, Russo, I, I don't mean to be a nerd about this, but I think it's a recent spate of kidnappings. Spate? Oh, I said spat. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm, I. Yeah, spate. Thank you. I mean, Lisa Ozaki and, and Mandalore might have had a spat at, at some yeah, time. Yeah, maybe in filming. Yeah. Spate. So, and then, uh, so Mr. Ozaki hires a lookalike, and then, because it's a double deception. Nah, right, right. That's, the movie's just junk. There's, everyone has, like, thick accents. You can't hear what they're saying. They needed more Joe Estevez. So, Is and there's a guy. This movie needs more Joe Estevez. You're really in trouble. Or <laughs> No, that's that movie called Expert Weapon. Oh, wow, so, good memory. So, <laughs> so I guess also there's a guy in the movie that looks like a stupider Gary Busey. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay. And there's plenty of 90s-style high-waisted pants and cell phones. But it came out in 2001, so maybe it was shot in like 99 or something like that. Right. And the 90s are still kind of hanging on at that time. Yeah, they're hanging on. They usually, what, the 90s kind of hung on until at least 2002, maybe 2003. Well, that's that's the thing about decades. If yeah. I could just talk about this for a Go second. Ahead. It's not like what happens in any decade just cuts off at the end of the decade. You know? <laughs> it's over. It, it's over. It's it's not <laughs> like that. Like, as I always say, the 80s started in 1978 and ended in 1992. Like, okay. That's just what I think, because it's 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 not like the gears that we arbitrarily come up with know what the fashions and the styles and all that. And they just said, nope, you're done. No, it, it, it bleeds over. In yeah, both directions. Do. Exactly. So that's a really good point. So then the 90s happened. We had our high-waisted jeans and our, like, you know. <laughs> we all did, yes. I was uh, our plaid and our collar pearl jeans. Je- sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, never mind. Go ahead. No, 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 please say it again. Well, I just said I, I was wearing my jeans up to my collarbone at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a picture. That'd be really funny. I was just like jeans. It's kind of like There's no shirt. I just, no, just didn't need a shirt. Yeah. It was just like my head, <laughs> neck, and then jeans going. You're yeah. the original Turtle Man from Master of the Skies. Uh, <laughs> I guess an episode can't go by where we don't mention Turtle Man. I think we've let a lot of episodes go by. I, we've mentioned Turtle Man all the time. Well, maybe it's on Connoisseur's podcast. We've oh, mentioned, okay. Maybe not. I, don't know. I feel like we've mentioned Turtle, Jaina Carvey's Turtle character before. Yes, and we mentioned Alex Cross a lot, too. So it's like, We do? Oh, I'm we sorry. Mentioned it before. No, we mentioned it before to say Don't Cross Alex Cross, and MySpace loved it. Well, because so. it's so stupid. I can't not mention it. It's so dumb. <laughs> i never seen something so lazy. All right, but wait. So... Double Deception. Okay, so we don't really recommend this movie at all. Um, it's just boring and lame. <laughs> so, right, and what I was going to say before is just because it's low budget, that's not yeah. necessarily a problem. We like right. lo- love low budget. It's, right, exactly. The low budget is not really the problem, but when you add in all the other problems, it kind of like sinks it. Like you're adding a problem on top of a problem on top of a problem. So you're stacking yeah. the problems. So, yeah. It just kind of fell under its own weight of problems. Yes, exactly. So... so the next movie, and we already kind of talked about this, which is Double Impact. Um, you know, we talked about this during oh, the yeah, Bowl we've episode. gone into Double Impact a lot. So just buy the Blu-ray. has all the, all the awesome, you know, deleted footage and stuff like that. Great movie. Right, two Van Dams. There's numerous yeah. movies that have two Van Dams. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Maximum Riz, Time Cop, uh, Replicant. You know, it's just like... <laughs> right, so it's another one of these movies with two Van Dams. It's a video store classic. We've all seen yeah, it. We all love, love it. it. The, I, the I end. Like- I, yeah, yeah, I don't play. I don't punk. Okay, that's it. We're so, <laughs> <laughs> just zooming through this. Okay, 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 okay move. Yeah, 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 Bison. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go to Double Tap next. Um, okay, now this is an interesting movie, almost tog yes. territory because so close. Yeah, but people have seen this movie. Well, it stars Stephen Ray and Heather Locklear, Rival Lasardo. Already kind of an interesting combination. We yeah. don't get a lot of Stephen Ray in our. No. world because usually he's sort of a quote-unquote classier type of actor yes he is and well he's uh, it's funny cause Stephen ray was in a van damme movie until death so that's kind of funny yeah did you see that one i see that one I'm trying to remember he's like a uh van damme's like a corrupt cop on the edge it's grittier you know and it falls into some traps of plot and stuff but overall it's a good performance by uh jean claude 
But then again, we always do mention these British, or he might be Irish, but, you know, whatever he is, these actors that just like to work, you know, like Malcolm McDowell, Michael York, and the rest, that just, well, they just like to work. They like to act. And I guess this kind of falls, the double tap certainly falls into that for. Well, yeah, because this is 1997. So this is like the video store kind of movie. Well, yeah, because this is when DTV was hitting the skids. Yes. And I mean, the cast is pretty good. I mean, like I said, it has Locklear, Rob Lasardo, Michael T. Williamson, or McKelty Williamson, right? And then uh, Kevin. I'm sure how you say it, but I know who you're talking. I never about. heard it said out loud. You know? Yeah, we're the only people that actually talk about him. So. Yeah, I like him. He's a good actor. Uh, Kevin Gage, Peter Green. He's always evil. You know. <laughs> he's always. Terrence, Terrence Howard. He has evil face. Peter Green. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like who has the evil face? Um, oh, Kerry Tagawa. Oh yeah, yeah. Certain people just look evil. Yeah. And usually those people, they say are like the nicest guys, but they just, but yeah, Peter Green is almost always a bad guy. Or, um, what's his name now? The Jason, um. Oh, um, oh, give me, oh, Kane Hodder. Kane Thank Hodder. you, yeah. Because he always looks mean, but I, I think he's nice, you know. Yeah. Yeah, A. Martinez. People don't talk about A. Martinez either. We should talk more about A. Martinez, yes. Yeah. Because he's or in more that. people that just have one letter as their first name. <laughs> So if you know it was just like B. Barger, it's just like... Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> the guy from Dinosaur Jr., his name's Jay Massens. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's, it's just Jay. So, um, <laughs> well, that's yeah. easy enough for, like, the post office. Yeah. It's like Jay. Yeah. So the the plot of this movie, we've mentioned this movie before, but talk, we didn't really talk about this in depth. So FBI agents Hanson, Hamilton, Burke, and Rodriguez... Locklear, Williamson, Gage, and Lasardo mm-hmm. are a tight-knit force that tend to hole up in an abandoned warehouse as they fight the baddies. Uh, a new wrinkle comes into all their lives in the form of Cypher, played by Stephen Ray, who is a hitman, who double-taps them in the head. You know, that's like... Right, that's like his from... trademark, like his signature. Yeah. So, And then he also leaves a white rabbit's foot by the body, which I didn't remember that part. I mean... Like I said, this is the, like, 90s direct-to-video action movie. I mean, it's very, you know, Tarantino, a lot of, a lot of jawing. You know, right, like, right. You know, or as we call it, the T-slog, or Tarantino. T-slog. You know, it's like Underworld, that movie with Dennis Leary. Right, that's, like, the ultimate example. Or another <laughs> Dennis Leary movie, uh, Suicide Kings. Yeah, I was just about to say Suicide Kings. Yeah, Suicide Kings, Better Way to Die, Blood Guts, Bull and Octane, Truth <laughs> and Consequences, New Mexico. Oh, yeah, there's so many of them. Killing Time. Uh, yep. sworn enemies so. oh my god yeah and there's probably at least 20 to 30 more that uh, we could name just when tarantino got big i think a lot of people said hey we could do this and make a crime movie on a relatively low budget yeah and then we'll just fill it up with a lot of blah blah with people like talking you know? yeah and it's, it's supposed to be a kind of gritty dialogue sometimes it works out though so sometimes this, it does yeah now this one doesn't really make it but the cast is interesting to watch what yeah, is a good guy usually he's yeah, he is yeah he's always bad so except in this Exactly, so it's very rare. Um, but I think, well, let me tell you what I remember from this. Okay, go ahead, please. As much as we all love the way Heather Locklear looks, her <laughs> voice is, is very, like, I think we called it Hillary Clinton-esque. It's like yeah, very, very Hillary Clinton. Like, she's, like, how do you describe it? Not very feminine, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of like hectoring <laughs> and, like, not hoarse, but. Yeah, um, hectoring, yeah. You know, it's like she's lecturing you all the time, and and is kind of mean sounding, <laughs> like like Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. That's what we said. She, a, her voice is a dead ringer for Hillary Clinton. Which I want to jolly. say I want to say two Hillary Clinton quotes, but <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and why am I not fifty points ahead? You may ask. Remember she okay. yelled that. I know it's political, but, but why are you yelling? Well, well, that does kind of tie back into what we're yeah, talking about with Heather exactly. Locklear's voice. Yeah. I don't think ever has there been such a jarring kind of... <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, I guess you call it... Um, looks what, looks the voice word? ratio. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase for this. Okay. Where it's like um, a dissension between what you're seeing and what you're hearing. Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance, yes, perfect. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. Wow, good one, Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, between the way she looks and the way she sounds. In this yeah. movie. Now, as a Melrose Place fan, why don't yes. you tell us if it's like that? Well, a little bit. 
she does, you know, lecture, has a weird tone of her voice when she's yelling at um, Courtney Thorne Smith. So it's like, <laughs> and while Courtney Thorne Smith goes, Billy, he says, I've only seen two seasons of this show. So, but Locklear carries it. Right. And you said the show gets better whenever Locklear's on the show. Yes. Anytime she drops by, it's good. Oh, I guess there's, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Billy Warlock? Or, or no, Grant Show, sorry. Grant Show. He, he helps this uh, show sense. along too. Yeah. So when Grant Show and Locklear, I was like, okay, this is actually a quality program. Wait, I mean, just Billy and Grant Show as a action star. That is a missed opportunity because he's done Maybe. he's done some mild action esque moments in Melrose Place, like he was on a motorcycle, he punched somebody. Yeah. But so, he should have been starring in an action movie. Where is the Grant Show action movie? I don't know. He could be like James Bond. You know, he's on that other uh, not Dallas, the other show. Was it Dallas? Um, oh, Dynasty. There's a remake of oh. Dynasty that's on the CW, still on for some reason. <laughs> I think they had a deal to make like 100 episodes. But he's on there. He doesn't really do anything. He just like he just yells at his family the whole time. But he still kind of looks like the you know he looks the same from Melrose Place a little bit, just a little older. So, well, because yeah, yeah. he's a hunk, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's kind of like your classic hunk. So yeah, and doesn't he have kind of like longish type of hair? On Miller's place, Miller's place, he does. Now it's just kind of shortish, you know. Well, but I mean, in the '90s, he could have had longer flowing locks. He could have yeah. shot people, punched people. Yeah, it, 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 like, give people a bonus. Uh, should have been an action star. Grant, yeah, it's a bonus. Yeah, because I can see him like it has like it would be like a Lamas movie or something he would be in, like yeah. a Blood for Blood. Yes, it would be like, a, a Blood for everything. Oil or something like that. He's a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it's just I don't remember what I was going to say. Blood for Blood. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it'd be like called like show for show or something. Show for show. Oh, he could be like blood for blood two or something. Like that. Right, because like because if Lamas was busy doing yeah. uh, Renegade, Renegade, yeah. where he could show to come in and and do the show. Yeah, exactly. That would be fun. So like, <laughs> yeah, bonus action star. So wait, what were we talking about before? Oh, uh, double, double tap. tap. He double taps people. It's a direct video movie. Heather Locklear. Um, yeah, like and um, also. The the score is by Moby. Oh, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm so sure he's like, very proud of that. I'm sure he talks about it all the time. Someone should ask him about that. Stop like, asking yeah. about, you know, Gwen Stefani or something. Just ask him about <laughs> Double Tap. Like, remember he did the score Double Tap? Remember when he Double Tap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he probably doesn't. I, I doubt there's any sort of CD or vinyl release, but there should be, I guess. For Moby fans, they probably want it. I think there's still Moby fans. Like, what does no, they are. I mean, I'm not one of them, but yeah. I mean, I'm indifferent to Mr. Moby. Yeah, I, so am I. I don't dislike Moby. Maybe I should just listen to more Moby. I maybe I haven't heard. <laughs> well, I'll look up his real name for next week's uh, uh, next episode. <laughs> so. He's from Connecticut. I do know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Wait, is yeah. he from the Ham? Hamden? No, no, no. I believe he's from Darien. Oh, okay. It's always from these far away uh, Connecticut well, places. I mean, it's next to New York. It's not that far. But anyway. Okay. Uh, okay, that's Double Tap. What else you got? Well, I want one more thing about Double Tap. Oh, okay. Just, it's from the director of Hard Justice. Hard Justice is a better movie, obviously. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and so we're going to jump to... Um, oh, here's a go. Yeah, don't try to be cool. Just try to be good. Is well, really the point well, of Double Tap. That's the watchword. That's, that's my motto. You know? See, the thing, it's never, released, it's never been released on DVD either. It almost could have been a tog. As you said. Right. But it doesn't mean... See, a couple things... It, it, it can't just be a tape-only movie to be a TOG. It has to be a tape-only gem. So it exactly. has to be a gem. This doesn't was, really qualify as a gem, really. It gets very close. It, it got close to some cool moments and slick moments, but, you know, it just could have been just a lot better. So let's go to a good one. We have... Uh, here we go. Double Blast. Oh, okay. 1994. we're talking. Yeah. Dale Apollo or Apollo Cook. Hmm. Uh, Linda Blair, Joe Estevez is back. Uh, Ned Harani, Robert Zadar. Great cast, fun yeah. movie. The, the plot, I don't really, yeah, Greg, played by Dale Apollo Cook, is a professional kickboxer that has a son named Jimmy and a daughter who take after their father and also are proficient in martial arts. Uh oh, a gang of no good nicks led by Nadir, hmm. <laughs> Joe Estevez. And Mongoose, played by Robert Zadar, kidnap uh, archaeologist Claudia. I guess that's, <laughs> that might be Greg's wife, played by Linda Blair. Didn't really explain that part. This is another. Yeah. How do you explain? 
So as we said, to be a kid in the 90s, you know, you go to the video store, you rent Double Blast, and <laughs> you rent a Genesis game. So it's like Home Alone. It's like the Goonies. It's like Three Ninjas. Right. I remember this had is geared more towards the younger Mark. Yeah, there's, there's like goofy sound effects and Robert's are going, ooh, you know, like when he gets punched or something, a bonk. Is it like a boing sound effect? Like a boing? Yeah, yeah boing and bonk. You know, it's like... <laughs> So this like Dale Apollo Cook, you know, you gotta love him in this one. He's, he he has the uh, fanny pack. <laughs> well, it's his trademark. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great trademark. Well, it, he and uh, David Bradley had fanny packs. Could have been a fanny pack. Uh, the, <laughs> oh, like a gang called the Fanny Pack. Yeah, the Fanny Pack. So it's like, <laughs> well, no, they have the Brat Pack and um, yeah, yeah, uh, the fanny yeah. Now it's the Fanny Pack. Yeah, could have been, you know, David Bradley, Dale Apollo Cook, and your 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 nineties aunt. So it's like right, right. (laughs) So I, as you said, this is a hard PG. Also, there's a lot of punching and like people getting shot at, and they uh, say certain words kids say to other kids. I don't know if I can say it on this podcast. What's this say? It has an R in it. So it's just like (laughs) so. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. it's weird. It's like weird fun. Like kids might like it. I I think right. Maybe when I, they've like seen Home Alone too many times, they want something new. Home Alone so, too many times, or Home Alone. Too no, many Home Alone times. too. T O O many times. Oh, oh, okay. Or other kids movies like Goonies or something. <laughs> Goonies. Goonies, a movie actually I've never seen. Yeah, that's okay. You know, we don't have judgment about that. As well, as I, I always say. Care. It's like, you know, sometimes they'll mention a movie that you that's like kind of a popular movie and you've never seen it. And then someone will go, oh, my God. And yeah. they'll have this like meltdown. Yeah, the like, conniption. Right. It's like, <laughs> I hate that. It's like, relax. OK, it's just calm down. There's plenty of movies that people have seen that I've never seen. See, including exactly. Titanic. I've never seen Titanic. OK. Uh, I've, I've never seen Top the Wind. Gone with okay, the Wind? Gone the wind? Okay. No, I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see, Titanic. Those are two big ones that I've never seen. I've um, never seen Top Gun, you know. And Walking, they always, you always yell like, you haven't? Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, be like, uh, wow. You know, just be like an Owen Wilson kind of thing. Wow. You haven't seen Goonies? <laughs> so, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've seen it all the time. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and Luke watch it all the time. Wow. So it's like. So, uh, yeah, if you don't do that on this podcast or in my life. You know, if, if, if I mean, someone if, says they haven't seen a movie, I don't care. You know, no, I, if I say that, it would be in a, in a silly kind of made fun of. No, I, I, well, I you know that. Yeah. I'm just telling. Yeah, I guess exactly. Like, that. you haven't seen this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, jump out the window. You haven't seen, you haven't seen Top Gun. <laughs> like, like, to be honest, with Top Gun, you're not really missing that much unless you I like don't. homoerotic volleyball scenes. <laughs> I don't. Usually. <laughs> I like the song, you know, Danger Zone. Well, the, the, song, the music's great, you know. The, Riding great on the edge. <laughs> Did the overdrive, drive. <laughs> great song. Yeah. yeah. But I don't care about the movie. And isn't there like a part where like Val Kilmer like bites? Like it's just like a random like yomp. You know, it's like. <laughs> I, the last time I saw it, I was a kid. So I know, I that's part of the video. It's like, what are, what's going on? And uh, Goose, Mongoose and Goose, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we always talk about these plane slogs, you know, like Black Thunder, um, Interceptor. Yeah. Where's my, uh, uh, oh, Desert uh, Thunder. Desert Thunder. Oh, God, there's so many. Um, Air Rage. The, yeah, Air Rage. They all come from Top Gun. Like, if you like bogeys flying around, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, some bogeys on our tail. They're a Blue Tornado? Is that the one with Patsy Kenzie? Well, it is a Top Gun kind of thing, but there's a, there's a twist to it. All right, so at least they're trying to do something different. But as I always say, for a certain movie, Top Gun, what have you brought? Yeah, you know, it, it unleashed this <laughs> flood of plane movies. It's and like, unless another, you're in the Air Force, like it gets really boring, I think. And now they're making a sequel like 45 years later. It's just like. Yeah, and then China wow. wrote the script, and then like, yeah. uh, you know, there's all this censorship. It's, yeah. it's not good. Come on, give it a rest. It's like. <laughs> Like, would you still be in the Air Force after all this? I guess you could. I mean, well, I Tom know. Cruise looks like he's 35 years old, so it's well, like <laughs> he has Scientology power. That's the thing. He does. Yeah, Zeno gave him this amazing power to look young, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Allegedly, 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 and supposedly. We don't want the, we don't want the Scientologists on our back. I, I no. really don't want that. Oh my goodness! No, I've heard the stories. 
I might bleep this part of the episode. <laughs> but, okay, so okay. what do you recommend Double Blast? If you have, like, younger kids, like, yes. Or if you just like that 90s nostalgia, yes. I, it's not a bad movie at all. It's it's, it's, it's silly, childish fun. You know, I, I would and, say this is a recommend. I mean, maybe yeah. the other one. An amazingly I do, strong recommend, but it's a recommend. I do want to mention one last thing, which is our buddy Dave, uh, you know, listened to the podcast. He gave me his copy of Double Blast. Oh, that was nice. So it's, like, it's very nice. So thanks again, Dave. I think I might have mentioned an earlier episode, well, months ago. But thanks again, because we're talking about Double Blast. Uh, Dale Forever. Okay, so the next... <laughs> I know that's your tattoo that you have. Next up is, is okay. We have Double Threat, David A. Pryor movie. We might talk about this during AIP April or Mm -hmm. AIP Part One, Two, or Three. Mm -hmm. So, do you remember some of this movie? Double Uh, Threat. Well, Monica Martell, played by Sally Kirkland, it was a once hot property in Hollywood, but her career is on the downslide because she won't do uh, because she's aging, you know. Mm. Now she's and she's forced into this kind of like erotic thriller. You know, she doesn't want to be in it. Doesn't want. He has a no nudity clause, something like that. But mm. there's twists to it. There's there's like these double crosses, all that stuff. So it's a double threat full of double crosses. Well, that, uh, that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a bad movie. I mean, I like to rewatch it. Is Mark thinking, Singer. Is Mark Singer? Mark, no, it's not Mark Singer. You're thinking of Richard Lynch, Andrew Stevens. Oh, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, and Chick Venera and Sherry Rose from Connecticut. Right. Yeah, no, good cast. Another one. See, these direct video movies at this time could really get these great casts together. Isn't that um, great? It's like, I like to see how these, you know, these movies come together, you know? It's like, you know, got... these credits are rolling. It's like, yes, yes, yes. You know, these, you know, these, <laughs> <laughs> as these names come on the screen, it's like, okay, awesome. Oh, Sherry Rose, great. You know, nice. so. Um, well, that's the thing about The Expendables 1. So every cast member, you just go, yes. You know, you got Stallone. <laughs> and you got, then you got Statham. And you got Jet Li. <laughs> I know. It just keeps going and going. And Eric Roberts, Gary Daniels. It's just like Dolph. It's like you got right, every so person credits, that's awesome. You up. And it had just metal credits, right? It was like these. <laughs> well, of course, because it's manly. Yeah, exactly. It was the most manly movie in 2010 or maybe ever. It's like, <laughs> Stallone and Dolph talking, you know, not saying, oh, let's break you, you know. It's incomprehensible, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I must break you, Sly. <laughs> well, actually, you know, Dolph is pretty comprehensible. I'm thinking about when Stallone and Schwarzenegger are talking. Oh, it's like, you can't hear, I couldn't you need the subtitles. No. If the subtitles go question, I have question yeah, marks. Yeah, just a bunch of question marks. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're like, like rewinding a tape. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> Rewinding and fast forward at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's them just talking normally. I mean, it's like, that's not good. <laughs> but you got to love it. But that, yeah, but that's why we love it, of course. So, because we, we already talked about Double Threat, I'm just going to go to the next movie, um, which is a classic 90s Double Team, 1997. John Claude oh. Van Damme, oh, Dennis Rodman, and. Great Dennis Rodman. Now, is this. Cyber Monks is, is this stuff Cyber Monks? This is Cyber Monks, yes. Because he, he did more. Dennis Rodman did more than one movie involving Cyber Monks. Yes. I think that was part of his contract in the '90s. He won't do a movie <laughs> unless it in some way involves Cyber Monks. Yes, so it's insane that you have to say that. <laughs> of course it is. Um, but it's just crazy. I mean, people probably have seen this movie, Double Team. You know, Jack Quinn played by Von Dom is a retired CIA operative. And then he goes up again to Mickey Rourke, who plays Stavros. Yeah. Radio <laughs> Stavros. Uh, and then uh, Quinn must travel to Antwerp to meet Yaz, Dennis Rodman, a colorful flamboyant arms dealer who has cyber monks. <laughs> so if you remember this, the first half of the movie is kind of boring. It was kind of like The Prisoner, that old show. Oh, oh right. And they were like keeping Van Damme in this like hotel. Well, no, that's when he gets out. Like he's stuck in like this mysterious colony for like a good portion of the movie. Like, see, really, give, give me the counterfeit jeans any day. <laughs> so the the jeans aren't good enough. So they have to be counterfeit jeans from knockoff. Exploding well, counterfeit it, jeans. They're expl- I would love to know who thought of that. 
It might have been. Was it Ringo Lamb or was it? Yeah, it was Ringo Lamb or Two Star. Yeah. Zo- how do you say his name? I have no idea, but oh, Zoe, I guess. Zoe Hark. It's I either know. one of those. Your two. guess is good as mine, Mr. Hark. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know who thought of it. But, uh, it might be Ringo Lamb, so I don't know. Or it could have been Rob Schneider. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of Schneidery, I suppose. Yeah. But. Robert Schneider. That could be something. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a Robert. He wants to go serious. I, I think he could pull that off, actually. He probably, so we'll most talk- comedians could, I think. I think if he had like maybe a light beard and he like if he cried, you know, actually, you know what's interesting? I was just kind of flipping through the channels the other day, and that movie called The Bench Warmers was on with Rob Schneider and uh, John Lovitz, and there was like yeah, a serious part in it. It's like Rob Schneider's like, my baseball team is not very good. What should I do? It's just like, and he's like his way hotter than it really should be. Wife says, you'll be good. You'll be a good team. It's like, yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> maybe they were trying to differentiate themselves from beer league that movie yes. dark Lang. so maybe they thought okay we'll be more serious than beer league well it's just it's just one part that was serious it's like well, well a lot of comedies have that yeah because well, i don't want to fall into these cliches but i don't like that cliche where everyone goes wrong for like 20 minutes and everyone's happy again just keep the movie rolling you don't need that kind of conflict right no i know but a double team i mean um Everyone's meant this. This classic Van Damme, perfect for the video store, right? Ed has Rodman, has Van Damme, has Cybermonks. I'm not really sure what more people want, but uh, here's what we said. This is the line, really. You know, this is the time where John Claude Van Damme movies came to the theater, but when Dennis Rodman movies came to the theater, right? It truly was a more innocent time for us all. Yeah, (laughs) it's true, and a better time, I would argue. Yeah, think about that. You go to your local theater. You want to see Double Team. You say one or one or two tickets with your buddies, whatever, to Double Team, and like you have a great time. Yeah, there's like a, exactly. There's like, so you know, what more can you want? <laughs> yes, but like you said, it it does get up to a bit of a slow start. But all in yeah. all, it has Van Damme and, and Rodman, which would be enough to propel just about any movie, you know, on its own. And then you got the Cyber Monks, <laughs> of course. Which, in case people don't know, it's just a bizarre yeah. phenomenon where it's a bunch of monks, like yeah. classic monks, as you might think of them, but they yeah. were like really proficient in computers. And yeah. They like do stuff behind the scenes, and they're called they're in a cave or something. Like they're in a special cave. It's just funny that they're they're back in Simon Says. So are they like these movies are connected? Double Team and Simon Says. But the only way they're connected is the Cyber Monks and the yeah. fact that it's uh, Van Damme and Rodman. Yeah, it just says both have Rodman, Double Team and Simon Says. So that's really weird. It's very <laughs> weird. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I can't explain it. There's probably no explanation for it. Yeah. If anyone exactly. knows the explanation, write in today, but I don't think so. I know Dennis Rodman's a big fan of uh, Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il. So maybe someone, someone should ask Dennis Rodman or Kim Jong-il maybe seen Double Team. So it's like, I would imagine so because – uh, Kim Jong-un had a big VHS collection. I'd like to see I, his collection. I have to imagine that it's in it. I don't want to be a prisoner of, of war there. I just want to see his collection. Then maybe I did, I can go back home. You know, like, I see well, just, well, maybe just a picture would suffice. Like, maybe you don't have to picture. go there. Oh, okay. Because that's... <laughs> he probably... Well, probably oh, illegal. look at his VHS. And that's a crime in North Korea. Oh, no. Wow. If you look at my VHS collection, a lot of people would be in jail. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, your VHS collection is so big that it might might feel like a life sentence because you're just looking through it all it's, it takes so long I, I can't find anything in there but soon i'm yeah. getting some hot shelves you know so yeah all right so we'll go to the next movie we're, running, we're almost done with the movies um oh i lost the movie oh wait there's one more part i want to mention about double team oh, there's okay. a song and now something weird is happening all right here we go Here's, let me talk about the song for just one second here so it's like this like rapping by dennis robin at the end called just a freak by Crystal Waters, <laughs> featuring Dennis Rodman. <laughs> that sounds another, about right. Perfect yeah, for the night. It's like a techno, it's like kind of a techno jam. All right, so uh, our next movie is <laughs> Double Edge from 1986. So this is Rom Kristoff movie. Oh, Rom. Yes, Rombo okay. himself. Yeah, Rombo. So he, he's very like Stallone's Cobra. You know, and Stallone... And, and Sloan's cover, he says, it's just what a lot. Well, that's, that's Dolph, but love stops and I start, you know, <laughs> sucker. But, <just> like, <laughs> but this is where uh, Ron Kristoff, who plays Mark Quinn, says, 
this is where the law stops and I come in. <laughs> it's slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that Van Damme's name in um, Double Team? Uh, Jack Quinn. Okay, uh, this is... This is Mark Quinn. Okay, I wonder if they're related. <laughs> huh. Talk about a through because... line between Double Team and Knockoff. Maybe there's a through line between Double Edge and Double Team. Never, <laughs> never think of that. No, until today. <laughs> so I will, uh, you know, talk about the plot here. When the super evil baddie named Jack Maraccio, <laughs> played by Anthony East, kills his parents, a young tot named Mark Quinn vows revenge, played by Ron Christoph. Now he's a tough, no nonsense, no nonsense, doesn't play by the rules cop. He's cleaning up the baddie scum, and he has a partner named Ty Jackson, played by uh, Jim Moss. And they uh, you know, take out the criminals in the Philippines. <laughs> right. People need to watch this movie because it's yeah, pure it's fun and silly. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying it's a winner of a movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This, maybe it's on YouTube because this is like the classic Philippine movie fun. You know, it's like. Um, well, yeah, I think when people think about all these movies from the 80s that were shot in the Philippines, this is a really good example. You know, if, you, if people aren't familiar with those, they could start with this one. No problem. Yeah, that's a good, it's a definitely good starter. And I've we have one more Philippine movie after yeah, this is the last movie, but we'll talk a little bit more about this. So, uh, yeah, this is probably one of the best Kristoff movies, I think. So he, he has all he does is wear the sunglasses, these cool sunglasses the whole time. Right, like Cobra style sunglasses. Yeah, Cobra and Corey Hart fashion. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he must wear them at night. <laughs> exactly. Well. I think it's difficult to wear sunglasses at night uh, because I can't see anything. So I'm not sure how yeah, Corey Hart did it. You can't see the pain of your life like Corey Hart. <laughs> whatever that he says in the song. Yes. It, it, it has a deeper meaning, you know. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not just doing it for fashion. He has some real pain that he's hiding. So it's we called it the ultimate rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it's a good one. So there's also there's a note. The footage from this movie was later... Um, put into the other Ron Kristoff movie called Lethal Killing Machine, also right. known as Crime Stopper. Can remember had the same opening? Yeah, you know, so we got watched it by accident twice. Is that? Yeah, it's like wait, this looks familiar. <laughs> and it had that great musical cue, like da da That was great. We were humming it like the whole time. It's like the most nonsensical, like not melodic thing. Just like just like a bunch of notes. Yeah, just all these random notes, but it's perfect because you just laugh. That's what we need in you know these today's wacky times. Is that we need to laugh, have some fun, Rom Kristoff. So yeah, Romano Kristoff. Romano Kristoff. We call him Rom. Yeah, Rom. All right, so the last movie is Double Crosser. Oh, wait, wait, there's two more movies. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. We have, yeah, the next movie is Double Crosser, 1991. This is a Peter O'Brien vehicle directed by oh. Arizal. Oh, okay. So yeah. now, we're, now we're talking. Yeah. So Jack, played by Peter O'Brien, is a former private detective who now a kickboxer living in Indonesia. As you Things, do. Yeah, as you do. Things get even stranger when an evil criminal mastermind named Foster, played by... Uh, Dye a Hamill? <laughs> sure. Sure. And then uh, you know, Peter O'Brien, you know, shoots a bunch of people and he they kidnap his girlfriend. Big mistake. <laughs> so Whereas Dave Mustaine might say, first mistake, last mistake. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what song is that was that from um what song is that from? Uh, um it's uh, I didn't expect to be quizzed on what song oh. that was, but it's, oh, okay. First mistake, last mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know it's by Megadeth, and it's from um, a certain it, album. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that, that that narrows it down. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I I might be able to figure this out. Oh, okay, I can I can I can vamp a little bit more about Double Crosser if you want. Yeah, go ahead. So, so, yeah, there's another great collab- collaboration between Peter O'Brien and Arizal, because let's not forget about The Stabilizer. Oh, I love The Stabilizer. I yeah. love Arizal. By the way, is it, it's Hangar, is it Hangar 18 or is it Holy Wars? Oh, I think it might be uh, Holy Wars. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's the first, first song off of yeah. um, Rest in Peace. Yeah, first mistake, last mistake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, okay, that, I think that's what it is. But anyway, it's, it's from the Rest in Peace album. In, in any it's case. a great album. Yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Arizal is one of the most underrated action directors of all time. Yes, because uh, every movie he's made delivered the goods. It's like they don't care. It's like we yeah. live in poverty. We have no money. Like yeah. if we just die doing these stunts, like we don't care. We don't care. We're just, like we're we'll, done. We'll, we'll do these incredibly dangerous car stunts and all these it's, other kind of stunts. It's like they had no budget, but they didn't care. They just went for it. They went, it was great. It was awesome. Every the stabilizer is such a great movie. People need to watch that. I know it's on a trauma DVD, but who cares? Yeah, just but buy if, it. If it's the only way to see it, I mean, yeah. Vinegar Syndrome or some company should put that out in like a better version. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Arizal, what a what a guy. He's awesome dude. I mean, this one is a fun one. I think I definitely recommend. Hopefully, it's uh out there somewhere, maybe on YouTube. Yeah, killer, crazy car chases. It all feels real. Stuntman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, their that's lives. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I guess it was on a Greek VHS. Well, a so, lot of stuff came out on VHS in Greece. And I that, that that was one of them, I guess. But yeah, it's, it, you get the feeling that they live in a third world. It has, I think what we call third world charm. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's a great. It's way very to put charming, it. and, and you know, and they just kind of throw caution to the wind because they don't, they, they just don't care. And one last bit is that he, Peter O'Brien, fights at a place called the Golden Roller Boogie. <sighs> Do you remember that part? I, I gotta rewatch this movie. I, that is the world I want to live in, where. <laughs> I'm in Indonesia or the Philippines at a place called the Golden Roller Boogie, and Peter O'Brien comes in and starts kicking and punching people. I, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but there's another part we mentioned here. There's a, there's a final chicken coop fight. Oh, my God. It's just so <laughs> great. I can't even say how great. I'm glad you saved this one for last or almost second last. Second to last. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if this is second to last, I wonder what's last. But, yeah, so yeah, I'll get to I want to talk about a recommended movie. This is oh, recommended. High. High recommend. Or I any hope. movie directed by Arizal, especially The Stabilizer. I am going to mention, this. I'm in the last uh, movie, unless you want to... No, go for it. Here it is, 1987's Double Target. Bruno Mattei, right. directed by Bruno Mattei, Miles O'Keefe, Donald Pleasant, Bo Svensson. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. another insane movie. But the plot is funny to read. So, when Major General Howard Stern... <laughs> <laughs> we, we were just talking about I, I, when you said that I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to be talking about double target eventually so <laughs> I didn't say anything Howard Stern in the movie yeah. <laughs> he's assassinated in Hong Kong so and other suicide attacks occur in Kuala Lumpur and the Philippines the US government calls it American commando American hero American badass <laughs> Robert Bob Ross we got Howard Stern and Bob Ross and Bob Ross He's not, this guy isn't paying fluffy little clouds anymore. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Any, uh, please tell me I wrote dot, dot, dot anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go in and change that. <laughs> so uh, all Ross really wants to do is get legal custody of his son he had in Vietnam. But there's the questionable Senator Blaster. <laughs> like Donald Pleasant. Blaster, huh? Yeah, as you said, that should have been O'Keefe's name. Should have been like Robert Blaster. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, and then he goes on his dangerous mission. Also, Bo Svensson's hanging around playing Colonel Galkin. Now, whoever came up with these names uh, did a great job. And it, this is a fun one because it's, it's really nonstop blow up, shooting, exploding huts, exploding guard towers, exploding helicopter, everything. So it, it's like we said, it never gets old unless it's done wrong. And this is a great one. So, and, and this did not get a U.S. VHS release at the time. Right? No, it did not. It still has it. And this would be perfect for Severin or anything like that. Oh, Severin, yes. Yeah. So, or I need to go Miles O'Keefe. It would be the hard way and double target on uh, Blu-ray. I'd buy. Uh, I'd actually pre-order. I'd pay the full price. So, the thirty dollars. <laughs> If Vinegar Syndrome could do the Miles O'Keefe collection, and, um, it could have uh, great. The, what's the great Henry Silva movie? Not uh, the Hard Way. Oh yeah, the Hard Way. Okay, sorry, yeah. you said the Hard yeah. Way. Okay, yeah. I was yeah. confused. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that would be perfect because they never got a release here before, and I think people are ready for that. You know, people love these Italian 
productions. And well, look at Strike Commander. Look at Strike Commander 2. They're on Blu-ray now in America. Strike Commander yes, 2, definitely. starring Academy yeah. Award winner Richard Harris. So right. Like, yeah, and Severin <laughs> did those, and they did the Jaws knockoffs. They like Deep Blood and um, Cruel uh, Jaws. Cruel Jaws. So, I mean, can these movies be far behind? I mean, they're missing out. This is a really good one. So, but I think we said the only flaw of the movie is that like Donald Pleasant doesn't really do much. He just coughs and while he's sitting on sitting at his desk. You know, I think he's dubbed too. Yeah, I but, mean, Donald Pleasance did kind of suffer that fate a couple times in this part of his career. But it's kind of fun to see him. I know he's in another movie we've seen. Um, oh, great. Operation Nam, I think it has Ethan Wayne. Right, Ethan Wayne. Right? Yeah. There's another Ethan Wayne movie I always wanted to see. It's called The Manhunt, and it has Ernest Borgnine. It came out in, supposedly on US VHS for media. And I think there's a really? gas station DVD. But uh, Kind of like how, uh, Cop Game. Yeah. I love cop game. Cop game. <laughs> but that's the last movie on the double list. Well, this went well. I mean, I yeah. thought this is a good way to wrap up the whole double idea we've been yeah, doing. I had to do those both. Well, we said the last thing about double target is that it's just 100 minutes of pure bloodshed. So, <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Great. Well, it's awesome. But that, but that's what you want, you know. I mean, why beat around the bush? I mean, let's let's get some let's just enjoy our lives with some great shooting and explosions. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what this <laughs> podcast and website is all about. Exactly. This is awesome, cool shooting explosions and punches. <laughs> like, didn't isn't there a quote from Gary Daniels? Not Gary Daniels. I I think we mentioned this before. It's Scott Adkins. Oh. Where there's a quote he said like, "I really love cinematic violence." Yeah, he does say that. It's like, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> Like, I love watching violence. Like he's just <laughs> completely open and honest that he loves violent movies. I think that's most people like try to hide that. I think. Like, he's no, only... no, he's, he goes uh, all out. Like I love violence. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do a Scott yeah. Atkins cast eventually. Well, we will. I, that yeah. that will be coming. I think probably in the new year. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be till 2022 or later, yeah. but we will get to that. Yes, we, but yeah. So this the double list is done. Uh, I guess that's about it. I guess, you know, shoot up some plugs. Um, nope. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's uh, okay. That sounded yeah. a bit odd, but okay. Yeah, no, it almost made sense in my head. So, so we got uh, the podcast you're listening to, the Come Up and Use podcast, available at any podcatcher. And then we have yes. the website, comeupandtoviews.net. Ty, come up and use.net. No, it's not. Dot .net. Com. I didn't say dot .com, did I? No, I know you didn't, but people oh. might think it is if they didn't no. know that. I'm not going to go into that story. So it's comeupwithviews.net. <laughs> and then uh, Ty Come Up is on Twitter, Ty Action Rocks on Instagram with all my VHS photos, and Facebook under the website name. So, oh, and the, right. and the email. Yes, if you want to email us about anything at all, it's uh, crpodcast at yahoo.com. Great. So I guess uh, that's. Thanks to the Come Up and Warriors. Thanks to the Come Up and Warriors. Thanks again, you know, Dave. And Strider, Ryan. I know if it's not Rai Guy, Fountain, Fountain, yeah, all our fans, um, thank you. The, and the uh, we're not going to belabor this ending. So unless yeah, you want to say something gonna else, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Oh yeah. Also, uh, the guy who follows me on Instagram, his name is Tape Guts. I, I oh him yes, yeah, he's a cool, dude. So I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so that's okay. the end of the ep. So I guess uh, we'll let you go. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
Japanese businessman, <laughs> a struggling Japanese businessman. You never hear that. 